Hello and welcome to State of Mind, the C-Press podcast with me, Grace Kingswell. This podcast series is an exploration into the lives of our guests, what drives them, how they've got to where they are now, and how they balance their work lives to maintain their state of mind. I hope you've all had a lovely Christmas break and are ready to tackle 2019 with renewed vigour and drive. The episode we have today is actually such a perfect fit for the start of a new year. The episode was actually the very first one I recorded last summer, so please bear that in mind when I reference the paddling pool in my garden. Heloise Agostinelli is the most positive and inspiring person, and this episode filled me with so much joy to record. For someone of such a tender young age, she is so, so incredibly wise. There are some really emotional moments in this episode where Elle speaks out about some things that have happened in her life that have really shaped how she carries herself today. And I sincerely hope that the insight she has on these moments can help you in some ways too. Anyway, enough from me. Sit back and relax because you are about to enter the C-Press state of mind. Hi Grace! How are you? I'm good, how are you? It's so good to see you. I feel like it's been ages. I know, it's been like a week. Oh no, I was gonna say say longer. No, it's been a week. Oh, but you're you're just like, I think it's because I I keep up with you on the gram. The gram, And you're just in a different country every day of the week, (laughs) I swear. I know, yeah, I've been traveling quite a lot. I think it's because maybe it's summer, so I get more free time. Um, from from work from work or not from studying from and work from studying but I guess studying is like an ongoing thing because I just yeah really want to do well in this whole nutrition thing so I'm just constantly studying there never is really a break yeah so tell us about that and about work and like what is it that you actually do what do you fill your time with what do I fill my time with so I am mainly a student um, studying Regents University in September to study fashion marketing. I didn't know that. So you're going to do that alongside your alongside nutrition studies? Alongside my nutrition, just because the nutrition course I'm doing is a diploma, but not a degree. And I, I mean, it's everyone's, you know, personal choice, but I personally, uh, for my own, you know, comfort, want to know that I have a degree. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, at least I have something, you know, to yeah. show, um, if I want to get a job or whatever. Yeah. Uh, fashions, I was quite, I was kind of born in. So it was, it seemed natural to pursue that kind of. Yeah. What do you mean born in? I, my family. Oh, they work in fashion. Work in fashion. Well, my mom's side of the family works in fashion and my dad's more businessy. Um, so my mom works uh, for Christian Dior. Um, so does my aunt. She's the designer for all the jewelry line. Um my other aunt designs for kids, uh, you know, clothing. So, I, I mean, my uncle used to be the right hand of Karl Lagerfeld for, you know, oh my 20, God. 20 years. That's he insane. designed for Belmont. So, I, fashion, I was really born in. So, yeah. I thought, why not try and pursue it for yeah. one aspect of yeah. my life? And then I have this other very strong passion for nutrition. Yeah. Which is how we met. Yeah. Um, uh, through C-Press. Um, so how do you kind of marry the two at the moment like I don't for now I feel like once I'll be done with both I'll be able to think about how I can put the two together Mm. or not or I could just have one aspect of my life which is fully based on nutrition and the other in fashion I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna want to you know make them work together but yeah. I just know they that both aspects I want in my life yeah and you model too right and so I that must model. be quite a nice like yeah. you're surrounded by clothes and yeah no you know, the all modeling, the glossy stuff <laughs> the, well it is hard it's hard work and I did yeah. at first you know to me it was like oh you get to wear cool clothes you get to go yeah. around because how did you get into it because like I find the whole concept of modeling quite strange like Unless you're scouted, that totally makes sense. Someone says to you, Elle, you're totally stunning. Like, let's put you in front of a camera. But I find it weird to think that some girls like wake up one day and they look in the mirror and they're like, yeah, I'm hot. going to be a model. And then, yeah, and no. then to put yourself out there in that way is quite a big step. Yeah, a huge step. And it can be very negative because, you know, you may think and I think everyone should think they're beautiful and see themselves as the most beautiful because we all are in our unique ways um it then gets hard if you know you really want to pursue that you arrive at an agency they claim you're not what the kind of girl they're you know looking for and that can be really hard on your self-esteem me I had been scouted a few times 
when I was quite young. Mm. Um, my mom working in the fashion business, uh, you know, world, she knew how hard modeling could be and how she she was worried about me because, you know, I, I was young. And so I she never, wasn't sure. She was no, like she said cautioning no. you. Really? She would say no every single time, uh, which really would annoy me because I was like, why not, you know, why not go out there and try? I never thought, and I still don't, I still don't think I'm, you know, beautiful enough or oh my god don't be silly like, no no I genuinely don't like and I, I it's so nice because I hear that I'm so lucky to have you know amazing loving people around me that tell me that I am mm -hmm. but truthfully like my self-esteem is not that high I don't yeah regard myself I wish I could because I think it's a beautiful thing to really love yourself do you think that's quite normal in in the industry then do you think like lots of models have that and maybe actually it's that doubt that makes them so good in front of the camera yeah because you get uh you i mean photographers they kind of catch that vulnerability and that fragility yeah, yeah i guess yeah um um they always say you know what makes a girl really beautiful is her not being aware of it yeah um, the photographers say that to you photographers say that or not just to me to i've, I've always heard that maybe it's my french yeah out. my mom used to always say that um, well, French women are just so... I was actually reading an article. What was it in? Probably just on Instagram, to be honest, last night yeah. on the, the mindless scrolling. Um, and it was about, I think it was either written by a French... It was written by a French woman that worked in the fashion industry. And she was just saying how it was... Yeah, it was one of these classic articles that says, how can you be more Parisian? It's like, care less yeah, about your appearance. Like, your hair's messy. <clears throat> Pardon me. Yeah. Your hair's messy. That's totally or fine. Greasy. Oh, greasy, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Not just like messy or like yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. need to, you just don't. I mean, do I wish too I was much, a Parisian like, woman daily. But you kind of are. No. Yeah, I see your <laughs> ways. So like, not. I'm now in your home right now. Like, I see the way, and I, you know, I know you now. So I see that you, less is more for you. Yeah. And that, that you, it exudes a, a real uh, beauty. And it's, it's either that it's or nice I can't be bothered because a yeah, lot but of that's the exactly what French women really yeah they just can't be bothered. Oh my god, I'm totally You're French. Because some mornings I, you know, if I have an important meet meeting or something, I will put makeup on and I will do my hair. Yeah, and then I'll just look in the mirror and be like, I really should do this daily because it does. It really does help. But then I just well, I if it know, makes I just you feel good, you should do it every single day because it makes you feel good. But if making you feel good is not wearing makeup and doing like also yeah. about French women, we do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. And I and I feel like a, a lot of European like Spain is kind of similar. Like mm. we just should Very arrive anywhere we want, how we want. And yeah. if you like it, great. You don't, fine, we don't care. Yeah. Um that's, that's such quite a, liberating. Such yeah, I was gonna say that must be so liberating. I think English women and English girls in particular are, are very we do really care about what the what other people think about us. And I think yeah. actually I've been quite lucky growing up because my mum is she she really doesn't give a shit. Mm. Like she just exact like she just does what she wants to do. She dresses how she wants to dress Great. and and she doesn't care about and that's one of the things with the new like tying it into nutrition. Mm. I've been brought up in a way that makes me not feel embarrassed to be that girl that turns up with her own food or a strange pot of you know like or a tea made of like mushrooms and strange things that doesn't yeah. bother me at all whereas chatting to some friends they do feel a lot of pressure that they you know they don't want to be that weird person with all the food allergies and that kind of thing yeah but yeah yeah I don't care no like, just do your yourself. thing yeah yeah, yeah. um no, for sure. Do you get that with with because I know you're really into yeah, your nutrition and I your get health. It surprisingly, I get it with my the French side of my family. Really? Um, because my family and back in France, they you know they still have dairy, they still have gluten. Yeah, I was gonna say to them it's a fresh baguette with some cheese and red wine, and they're good to go. Yeah. Um, because I've um studied a more profound level of nutrition, and I know you know. I'm starting to realize what's really good for me, what's not. And, you know, dairy is definitely not that mm. great for us um, nowadays. Yeah. Um, they they can be quite judgmental and they're like, I don't, you know, those diets are so straight. They think I do it yeah, for yeah, weight yeah. loss. They, you know, they don't realize my skin's much better than it used to be. They don't realize my hair is, you know, that's yeah. something you can yeah. feel within yourself. Um, but surprisingly, I do get that from my family. They think it's too much sometimes. What I think <laughs> my is... My boyfriend too. Really? Who eats like a cow. Sorry, I just I know I, I was gonna say I think this whole idea is really interesting because something that my naturopath said to me the other day because I was asking her I was like you know when you go and see a professional doctor practitioner naturopath Chinese medicine acupuncturist whatever it is yeah 
I'm always, I don't know about you, but I'm always really keen to know how they live their life. You know, they're the person dishing out advice and yet like, are they dairy free? Do, yeah. they, do they eat gluten? You know what so, I find? A lot of the times following on what you're saying, nutritionists look way better than a normal doctor would. Yeah. Like a lot of doctors I meet, they're either obese oh, stress, or they have like much acne, coffee. stress yeah. like uh, yeah. during coffee on their desk. Yeah. And the nutritionist will have glowing, glowing skin, skin and like That's like my, yeah, my, my Chinese doctor I go and see is this like tiny, cute little man called Dr. Ye. And he must be mm-hmm. of like quite a grand old age now, but his skin is just Insane. like a baby. It's amazing. But what I was going to say is that um, I said to, to my naturopath the other day, I was like, do you eat? dairy and gluten because I'm I'm always constantly confused about this I really think that it really definitely depends on the person and how foods make you feel and she said do you know what Grace if it's all too stressful just eat the damn thing and she does that as well she was like sometimes um if I'm out in a restaurant and it's too hard I can't avoid the gluten I'll just eat it and I'm expecting to feel awful the next day and actually I feel great and I think it is really important if someone comes to see you at the beginning of their treatment journey and they're in a super reactive state their body's dealing with a lot of inflammation there's a lot of triggers that are setting them off with certain things certain allergies 100% let's take away some of those stimulating factors that will cause like gluten and dairy but if you then you know get to a stage where your health is better and you're doing much better the whole mental aspect around eating is very so important and if you I think going back to to the French thing you know, they obviously are so much more relaxed about cheese and bread and wine because yeah. it's such a part of their culture. And maybe that helps their bodies to, to, to deal with it. Um, So for me, like, because as a young kid, I was, you know, brought up in this world where it's pretty much just about appearances. Yeah. Um, I, I started being a bit too careful with food. Yeah. Um, and uh, my mom, I would remember, like, would eat the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, I really enjoyed food. I still do. And she'd be fine afterwards, but I'd be really bloated. Yeah. Um, and, and that's because mentally, mentally you're stressing yourself out. Totally. And you have to remember you have hormones playing with this and you yeah. know, you, your body. And like, it's not just the food that you, it's the mentality with which you take in the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I don't think, personally, I'm only intolerant to dairy. Yeah. So gluten is not a problem for me. Yeah. And I don't think you should cancel it out if you're not intolerant. Yeah. Uh, a lot of girls, they'll do it because they claim it's weight loss. But nowadays, like gluten-free products you find, they're full of sugar and sometimes even worse. I know. So we are so aligned on that. Yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> I will a hundred percent choose a regular pizza with regular cheese and all of the stuff over something that's gluten free and full of stabilizers and yeah. gums and all of this and stuff. And if you want to cut out the gluten, just don't have like the substitutes. The, just right? have like for example I see these things on Instagram. I'll remember the names, but like um it's about food intolerances. And this guy was showing a gluten-free burger. So a burger with a gluten-free bun. Yeah. Just full of sugar and just not really great Potato for you. starch, all and of this. And he was like, the actual, if you are gluten-free, you should have a lettuce wrap with yeah, the burger. Yeah, yeah. That's gluten-free. That's yeah, healthy. That's, and that's healthy, yeah. yeah. So I don't think you should cut anything out that you're not... Like, dairy made my stomach literally just... I yeah. just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and did you find that... That's always been the case for you. Were you okay when you were younger and then it kind of came on with it later It was always life? the case. So at the beginning of really beginning when I was really young, um, it would um, uh, come up as uh, like eczema yeah. when I take da- yeah. da- took dairy, but literally all over my legs, all over my arms. Uh, when I started boarding school, all over my cheeks, really bad. That's what I've been struggling with. And yeah. then that came down because I was on cortisoid, uh, cor- uh, cortisone. Uh, cortisone, which is like the sister. worst. Yeah, terrible. And, you know, so bad, bad for, for your skin, for, so bad for your immune system. Um, and I didn't realize, but being in boarding school, you just don't really have, I didn't have really have any milk and my eczema uh, came down. But the problem is I wasn't in touch with my nutrition, you know, yeah. knowledge. And yeah. so I had no idea what this all meant. Then it translated into really bad stomach cramps. Okay. Really bad, like waking me up in, in, in night the night. And, stuff. Yeah. and then I saw this nutritionist in Paris called uh, Valérie Espinas, really, really great nutritionist who put me on plant medicine and cut off the dairy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Never once did she try cutting out gluten. No. But she... I think, know. yeah, now, like you're saying, there is such an epidemic, potentially fueled by social media, to be honest, of people, not just women, um, men as well, but cutting out, as you say, whole food groups and then just assuming that they can do that without any repercussions. But actually, if you cut out a whole food group like dairy... 
You are like it is a very the reason that um you know standard orthodox nutritionists and dietitians will say it's a very good food to eat because it's it's very nutrient dense mm. and yet you cut out that whole food group and you know where are you going to get your vitamin A your calcium yeah. and all this stuff from and um I do think like you're saying I do think it's a really damaging damaging mentally to to eliminate so many factors so from bad. your life like oh I'm actually dairy free gluten free oh and I'm nah. vegan it's like it's doesn't too work. much like there's doesn't too work. much stress around yeah. this and I feel like a lot of people at the beginning when we found out we had intolerances mm. we automatically lost weight not because we were losing fat but because this dairy for example didn't was causing, sit well yeah it didn't sit well so it was causing bloating mm. people would then see us losing weight for mm. example did this happen like, this is something that happened to you it happened yeah. to me you, they'd see me losing weight they're like i'm gonna cut off the dairy and i'm like but do you even know if you're intolerant it's not right no, but for i'm your gonna body. cut it out because you've lost weight yeah. And I was like, the problem now is that it first started as a really amazing thing where we started being more aware of what we our bodies could or couldn't take. Yeah. Um, but then because physically we were looking better, people that try and look like you or they try and copy you, yeah. they'll want to do the same thing, not just to look good. Yeah. And you forget that the reason why we quit that, you know, nutrient in the first place is because of our like you know environmental health like yeah inside our bodies not outside it yeah. just happened to make us look better because it wasn't good for us yeah on the inside. It did, yeah exactly um, do you think as well like now obviously something we can touch on is you in the last few months have grown much more of a presence on social media for yeah. one reason or the other do you find that now quite hard do you feel a certain responsibility now because you if you show certain aspects of your lifestyle on your Instagram or on your stories, do you feel like there's people that are following you that might potentially, like you say, decide, oh, well, Elle doesn't eat yeah. uh, milk, so I'm going to cut it out too and then I'll... Yeah. So Is that I like a bit of a pressure no, for you? No, definitely. Or? Like I was sitting um, actually two days ago yeah. next to... I was coming back from Spain next to a little girl, 10 years old. Um, her father recognized me at mm -hmm. the uh, as we were taking off, and I could hear everything. He was really not being discreet, and he told his daughter, "Look, this is this is L. You know, you should ask her for a picture and stuff." That little girl had Instagram on her iPad, and she kept looking at like all these models. How and old stuff. was this girl? Ten years old. Oh my God. And um, it was quite striking. And I had had my dinner mm -hmm. at, before taking off, and she was right next to me. All her family was having dinner. And the, it came, the, the trolley came through and the dad said, okay, I'm going to give you a sandwich now. And she looked at me. She saw I didn't have anything. And she's like, no, I'm okay. <gasps> and I promise you this happened. I'm not wow. kidding. And I was like, oh my God. And I could see she all she was doing the whole flight was looking at modeling pictures yeah. of girls and stuff. And I was like, my God. Um, and, that, and so at the end, you know, I spoke to her a little bit. She was really, really sweet. Um, and I just realized like leaving, I was like, wow. It's like, I'm not that, you know, famous on social media or anything, but I do feel a responsibility to yeah. just mostly for these little girls because I, I realize, wow, they're really young. They're Ten, babies. That's crazy. I, I, I you know, she's like, she asked me, she's like, have I seen you on Made in Chelsea? And I was like, I hope not. Did you watch that show? Like, at 10 years old. 10 oh years my old. God. So, because it's at 9 p.m., that's the curfew, yeah, right? You shouldn't problem. be watching yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But at the same time, parents can be quite flexible. But what I'm trying to say is that, um, Nowadays, social media reaches out to such a broad, you know, um, range, of, range people. of people and ages that as a young girl, I feel that kind of responsibility. Yeah. You know, I have a younger sister as well who I try and, you know, be an example to, to as much yeah. as I can. I choose not to talk to about my, you know, meals and diet plans that so many girls ask me yeah. about on yeah. Instagram. Um, I'll answer privately to some of them if they feel like there's something wrong with their stomach or I'll give yeah. them what I know about my nutrition knowledge but I choose to out of respect for them not to share what to my share diet plans yeah. are because it's so personal yeah because you quite often do the um you know the new future yeah, the new which questions. is like ask me anything yeah and um yeah you quite often do that which I think is really nice it's a really nice way to give back yeah to your community and to your followers but I yeah I noticed that you just it, you keep it very kind of surface level yeah. like questions about where you're traveling to or holidays you're Emotion, on or yeah I'll be happy to respond anything that's about me 
I will respond, but I'll be very careful. Yeah. Really careful. Because I, I know, like, I was that girl, you know, who would mm. wait for... I mean, who was the girl I would follow? Selena Gomez. Obsessed with Selena really? Gomez. Obsessed. So anytime she talked about a brand or, like, a makeup or, like, a food that she loved, yeah. she said in an interview that she loved, um, uh, you know, scooping ice cream from a potato chip, which is so unhealthy. And that's what I'd have Wait, at I, dinner. Ice cream, dipping a, a cri- potato like chips into ice cream. And ice cream. Whoa. And she did an interview and I was like, that's, that's so weird. cool. I'm going to have that every night. Made me feel crap. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I actually, I, yeah, I, I totally. So I get it. I really get it. Yeah. I think as humans, we are all really fascinated with each other. Yeah. It's like I was saying to. Um, I'm to... fascinated by you, Grace. Really? Yeah. Why? What about me? Do you not remember when I first met you? You were so healthy and but so your and skin was I've, so no, glowing. I'm so not. No, because I've just grown up to like try and listen to my body more. But yeah. like I, I grew up as an only girl. So I didn't really have women, you know, around yeah. me. And then I came into this workplace where you were kind of the main part of it. And I was like, oh my God, this girl, glowing face, skinny, you know, beautiful hair, doesn't wear makeup, eats and eats well, I need to know what her secret is. What, what Elle I, means you know, by this is eats a lot. You do eat a lot. You do eat a lot. I think that's one of my main problems and that's why I've been trying a little bit to dabble with like intermittent fasting because <laughs> I just overeat and it's so bad for my like stomach, my digestion because I've had a lot of issues in that area growing up and I still do but I just have this thing in my brain where like I can't it is my obsession. Food is my absolute obsession. Yeah. And I find it very hard. But not hard. in an unhealthy way, is it? No, I'm obsessed with healthy food. Yeah. Um, but I do eat more than my husband, for sure. Like, and in, it doesn't show. In a day, I will 100% eat more than he. Like, he no, forgets to eat. No, you eat the whole time. I know. I remember I was working behind at the at the rest at the store in Seapress one time, and she and Grace came up to to to, to oh see God. us. What are you Literally say? every five minutes was a piece of gluten free toast with dredged in like almond butter. I was like, how does that girl keep up? Like if I have one of that, I just faint. It's like the, it's too uh, yeah. much for me. I think and so I would ask you butter. the whole time. I was like, Grace, what is your secret? I don't have. But that's one. when I realized you said to me. I mean, you gave me some <clears> tips, me. but like for me, that like, they weren't working. You know. Um, uh, any nuts for me I find are super heavy yeah for you looking no I totally agree I actually have been very consciously trying to decrease my like nut intake yeah yeah (laughs) just for my liver I think because it's uh, my liver's like a little bit well it's a bit shoddy let's be honest (laughs) go Um, on a Cipress juice cleanse yeah I know well I that's the great thing about working for Cipress it's like juice on tap yeah immediately Um, the best but let's let's talk about um a little bit about that then so you are the brand ambassador for Seapress. yes but you also do a lot of kind of outreach into offices in london do you want to tell us a bit about that yes so when i started working for first of all Seapress came about because i lived right next to it and um i had just started getting in touch with my need for more knowledge and nutrition and i found this amazing 100% organic, 95% plant-based, extraordinary store. And I was a very frequent customer. <laughs> I then went on holiday and uh, Cyril's brother, um, Cyril who works with Tim, um, who founded Seapress, uh, said to me, uh, Mathieu, his name was, said to me, look, um, you know, I said to him, I was like, I really want to do something with Seapress. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just sit there. I don't care. I just need to be involved. This is like the brand I, I'm obsessed with. So, okay, fine. I stole uh, Cyril's email from my father's phone and just emailed in. <laughs> Anyways, I then had a meeting. I remember my first time working there was uh, at the store in Cannery Wharf. Oh, really? It was yeah. in Canary Wharf? Yeah, Canary Wharf. And it was the best thing. I mean, the most stressful thing as well, because yeah, yeah, I had yeah. never worked in a store in there's my life. There's such a fun team there as well. There, there, and thank God there is, because you're in a business environment with stressed yeah. people who don't have time to wait or chat. Yeah, the so customers we have in Canary Wharf. It's like, done, 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 done. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that was my first experience, because then I moved over to Try Yoga in Chelsea, which is all about yoga yeah, and zen. Yeah, and, you know, it's very different. People have like an hour to wait, so you're yeah, like yeah, chilling, yeah. and it was much easier. And um, as I was kept working and stuff, I was like, oh, I would really want to do more. I just want to do more. And I was lucky enough to have a mentor like Grace and Tim was around as well to be like, look, we're doing things with offices at the moment where we're trying to sell them, um, you know, all kinds of... At first, it was juices at the time, yeah. just juices, um, because, you know, it's important in such a, you know... St- stressful workplace to stay healthy and keep track of everything you're yeah, eating yeah 
And I said, no, absolutely. I'm so passionate about nutrition and staying, you know, healthy that, yes, I want to do it. And that's how it came about. And then I went to offices. I started with my dad's office because <laughs> that was the safe zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he wasn't Testing that. He, ground. We didn't sell it to him that easily because he was no. like, no, you know, I don't have the time. Or that's always the excuse. We don't have the time. Mm. You always have time to be healthy, guys. Always. Yeah. And um, yeah, we sold it to him. And then I stole all his contacts. Yay, me. <laughs> and now we're yeah, yeah going around. <laughs> office domination in London. Trying to. Yeah. Everyone's obsessed with C-Press. I hope so. Cause I no, they are. Yeah. Because I see, I also, I'm not going to name any brands, but I see what they replace other brands with Seafrest. And I'm like, ooh. What do you mean? Well, th- some big brands that they, they'll have already in their offices. And they'll, oh, they'll okay. claim, oh, you know, we currently have yeah. X or Y or Z. <laughs> yeah. But we'd like Seafrest. And I'm like, yay. Yay. You got it. So Tim asked me the other day, um, why do you get up like what makes you get up in the morning and then he asked me what makes you like go to work and I like classic me was like oh it's the money you know like I go to work because of the money and that was a joke obviously yeah but like Tim I think just took it seriously well he never really gets my humor I think my (laughs) I think I'm funny but maybe I don't say things in the right way but I wanted to ask you like because you are a really driven person and you're so motivated and you're still quite young and yet you have all these things in your life that you're doing that you're really passionate about. Yeah. What is what is like the one thing that like really drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Just, I think, truly knowing that I am where I want and where I'm supposed to be. Okay. And That's I, nice. I like, I genuinely think, to me, it's not work. Yeah. To me, it's just, it's part of who I am. It's my life. I, yeah. I've, I always knew I would be in like, quite public relatively it's always something I had known yeah I loved acting I love being out there mm. I love my nu- the nutrition I'm studying at the moment I love sea press I love fighting for sea press and mm. representing and I'm super proud of it so it's it's part of who I am so that's what makes me want to get up it's to you know just do me yeah um I, ca- I can't imagine you know working in an office from nine to five not no. loving what you're doing like to be honest, I probably wouldn't want to get out of bed. No. Because that wouldn't feel like me. Yeah. So that's what gets me up. After the money, it comes and goes, you know? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you don't do what you love, it's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. It's not worth the experience. Yeah. I am. Um, one thing my dad has always said that I think is amazing and I really aspire to this is that he can count on one hand mm-hmm. um, the number of days over his life that he hasn't wanted to go into the office. And my dad's 69 now. That's amazing. And I've always thought, wow, like I will I will not settle because I really want that to be me as well. Because yeah. like you say. And it will be because you are genuinely so driven and you, 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 you it's, I, I know you were saying that money thing as a mm. joke, but I feel like you're like me in that aspect. It, it is who you are. Yeah. You walk into this apartment and it's, Seapress, it's grace. Really? Yeah, not just seapress, it's, it's nutrition, just, it's health. It's yeah, it's just health. lifestyle, it's yeah. this beautiful garden outside. Yeah. It's it's who you are, it's your world. I think it's, it's your because, life. and I don't know if you feel the same, I think it's because of the things in my life that have happened to me that have made me this way. I That's mm, not to say I, I haven't been brought up and I'm very lucky. My mom has always brought me up in a very holistic, um, healthy-minded sense. You know, I was brought up on like mashed avocado mm-hmm. and grated carrot. Love um, it. And for sure, when I was younger, I definitely ate crisps and sweets and went to friends' parties and did all of these things. And um, when I was a teenager and I had bad skin, I was like, no, I wanna, I'm want I'm going to go on antibiotics for like over a year to sort this out and stuff. And I made those decisions which have now affected my life. But I don't know if you feel the same. Like there's certain things that I can literally pinpoint that, were turning points where I was like, no, I am gonna, I'm gonna now gonna massively reduce toxins in my everyday life. I am now gonna yeah. eat 100 percent organic. Uh, about toxins, yeah, I agree yeah. with that because I, um, you know, I w- I went to boarding school at a very young age, and um, the environment mm. in itself was very toxic. Yeah, the girls were very toxic yeah. for me, and I kept two friends. Close, really? really close friends Gosh. then I'll have you know acquaintances but they're not the girls I call at, at night if I'm really upset yeah. um that affected uh what I was eating so mm. talk shop every Wednesday uh you know didn't uh, like uh, and then and, yeah. and then the food was just terrible and it's not even about money because it's more affordable to eat healthy it doesn't have to be you know full of dressings and stuff so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all like um it's like a vicious uh, cycle yeah 
And so that's why it took me so long to realize that what I wanted to study was nutrition. Yeah. It's because I was in such a, a, you know, negative, toxic environment that at the end of my year, I was like, wait, I'm about to not even take a gap year and take a year to think about what I really want to do with my life. I'm about to go study fashion marketing, which is a passion of mine, but it's more of a comforting passion because that's Mm. what I was born in. That's what I feel comfortable with. What about nutrition? Like nutrition helped me a lot through school because, you know, I pretend I have doctor's appointments, come back with eight bags from, you know, Whole Foods or whatever store with yeah. full of healthy things that I would stock in small fridges at school and just try and keep healthy from that. And yeah. I realized my mentality, you know, mental health, uh, anxiety would calm down. So, and I was like, this is what really saved me. This is what really yeah. helped me. So I should give thanks to that and try and gain as much knowledge as I can from it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's an effect of that. And also, like, I never liked school. So to me, waking up to go to school and to have to study with teachers who don't push you and don't encourage you, to me, was a waste of time and genuinely painful. So I swore to myself when I left school, and it doesn't matter if if you're at uni, if you're working, Mm -hmm. if you're, you know on your way to holiday every day you have to wake up with knowing what you want to do and being so excited about what you're about to do and not having anyone make you do something that doesn't feel natural or right for your path what would what advice would you have then for someone that actually doesn't know because Mm. I actually think despite the fact that you've had quite a rocky journey journey and you've had some difficulties on the way the fact that you've known from quite a young age what really motivates you and what really drives you is a is a massive privilege in my eyes Personally, from, sure. from in my life, it's taken me, I always had this thing, like I was always really into food and I was really into health, but I went to university and I studied languages and I spent four years doing that. Um, I came out of university at age, what would I have been, like 22, 23 or something. I had no clue. And I went into fashion too. Um, and I, at the time thought, yeah, I, I really want to work in fashion, but actually I just liked clothes I just liked buying really nice clothes for Mm. myself and I thought that I wanted to work in that industry and I was like I'll start at the bottom um I started working in Browns on South Moulton Street and as just as like a sales girl and I was there for eight months and literally every day that I was there in my head at the beginning I thought no they'll really quickly see that I've got experience in buying that I'm a clever girl and they'll you know they'll they'll give me a leg up type thing But very soon I realized that I had just graduated from Cambridge and I was working in a shop Mm. and that was literally it. Mm. There was no way that working in a shop was going to get me anywhere else whilst all my friends were being doctors and lawyers and all of these things. But I really didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what what my passion was. And it's taken me, I mean, I'm 27 now. It's taken me so many years to to figure that out. Mm. So what is your advice for someone that, doesn't really know what to do yet no which I get and sometimes like I'll just stand there and I'm like do I want to be doing what I'm doing or yeah. like if it's a job so or you're something. questioning all the time constantly yeah but I think the trick is to be as self-aware as you can mm. so to just really be in touch and in tune with what you think you're uh, with what you're doing yeah and and constantly question yourself and challenge yourself yeah I, you know I tell this you know my boyfriend he's yeah. very public yeah. and he he does a lot of things that are public but sometimes he'll say to me you know oh I don't think I should do that job there's a lot of money on you know the case and mm. you know he could very easily say yes but I always say to him like does it challenge you yeah. Do you feel like you're being challenged? If so, yes, because there's an end goal. So you should do it. Right. If you feel comfortable or if you feel like you're just, you know, you can feel it. If you really start working on yourself through meditation or, you know, um, reading books and stuff, you can learn to become more self-aware yeah. and you'll feel automatically if you're aligned or not. Yeah. And I think um, it, maybe it's, I'll agree, like maybe it's easy for me to say that because I am a person who's genuinely very in touch with stuff like that. If you're not, I completely get that it can be hard. Mm. Um, At the same time, you working as a sales girl and and that made you realize, okay, that's not what I want to be doing. And it got you to where you are now. So experiences where you're kind of feeling stuck, you should also embrace because it gets you. At the end, you'll always end up where you're supposed to be. I really believe in that. No matter what ways, you'll end up to where you need to be. My dad, uh, you know, became, um, he started his own private equity firm. But he originally went to Colombia to study law. Wow. And then 
completely, you know, ruled, yeah, changed, like, changed everything and then went to an investment bank. I mean, you know, things happen like that yeah. to make you realize, okay, maybe this is not what I should be doing. Yeah. Do you have any idea then at this stage what your end game is? Uh, I have a few goals yeah. and a few dreams. <laughs> uh, my main, I mean, my goal that I've always wanted to achieve would be to start my own skincare line. Yeah, amazing. Skincare has always been, you know, it fits with nutrition. Um, I love beautiful, like glowing skin. Yeah. And just knowing about what's you know, good for for it. Um, so that would be, a that is a goal mm. of mine. Uh, which I intend on achieving, I yeah. hope, one day. Good for you. Yeah. It will happen. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> and then the modeling thing, you know, if it takes off, great. Yeah. That would be amazing if, yeah. if I could do and more. And you think that you would be okay with the lifestyle that comes alongside modeling, like putting yourself potentially back in that that space where you are made to feel very self-conscious about your body, what yeah. you're putting into it, what you're eating, what size you are, all of this. So I'm lucky enough to be in an agency and I think the the fashion world is changing now. I'm lucky enough to be in a in a agency who doesn't promote weight loss or, you know, specific diets. They just want you to be healthy and toned. And nowadays we're very lucky because that's what and brands good. are starting to look for. They're yeah. starting to look for healthy fit girls. Yeah. Uh, which is incredible and they should keep going with that. They're not looking for stick thin uh skeletons anymore. They're yeah. they're looking for fit Even on happy like girls. Runways and even on runways it started being size six now. It used to be size zero, which is <gasps> still it, 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 so I don't small. get that. I yeah. mean size six you know it's still very small but they're starting to change so I'm prepared for it just always surround yourself with your loved ones and mm. just as much positivity yeah. privately in your private life yeah and that'll help you get through it I think is and you find like your boyfriend Jamie is he's super supportive of your your modeling career your goals yeah. like he's got like a lot of goals and are you a lot slowly of kind of changing him into your like healthy lifestyle <laughs> or trying to I'm trying to he loves food just like I do and when does he love healthy met, food or does he love you know what he's not that he's not that bad he just loves flavors mm. and he gains flavor from really unhealthy dressings and stuff right um he loves his fried food once in a while he's not necessarily unhealthy he eats a lot yeah um, but he is interested. Now, I don't know if it'll last. I don't know if it's because it's the beginning. So he's yeah, interested yeah. in like my nutrition and like what I think I it, know. Who you, it rubs off on you because Nick is now really into food and really into nutrition and he used to make really bad food choices but would never really? think of doing that now. And I think it's just because of living with me. It just, you it, you, you rub off you on just, each other. Yeah. You really do. Or I'll get the odd question like, Baby, is this healthy for me? Or is that, yeah. you know, is that good for you? Yes, he's thinking about I mean, it more. I mean, he did this thing. I have this drink every morning, uh, which is sparkling water, apple cider vinegar, lime and lemon and some um, uh, lemon stevia, which oh my I gosh, know isn't I saw like this on his story. He was taking I apple cider vinegar. Him, he was like, oh, I really need to start this. And Jamie's very impatient. I said, you don't have all the ingredients. You're going to puke if you just do the apple cider. Like mm. you will puke. You're not healthy. You're not. You're, you're not ready for that taste mm. in your mouth. And he was like, no, no, I'm going to do it. I don't have time to go and pick up all the things. He documented it on Instagram. He genuinely like puked. It was really bad. <laughs> so he's he's very pro. Like he wants things to happen quickly yeah, as well. Yeah, which he wants I, results. Yeah, he wants results. Yeah. And he won't, he'll have one meal a day and not eat. Like he's just very really? up and down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's healthier now. That's really good. Yeah. And, and has he drinks less as well, which is good. I was going to say, does this work the other way around? Does anything that he does and yeah. the way he lives his Massively. life rubbed off on you? Yeah, unfor I mean, not unfortunately, that's not true. But I learned to enjoy myself a little bit more with food. Like I used to restrict myself a bit too yeah. much. And I think, you know, just if you have a few cravings once in a while, it's good to give in. We yeah. go to the movies every Sunday and, you know, he's like, if you want to have candy, you should have candy. Yeah, if you want to have the popcorn, yeah, have, have the, the popcorn. popcorn. You'll be healthy yeah. tomorrow. And that's really helped me. He's mellowed me out yeah. massively. No, that's so good. Yeah. So what good is balance. like in terms of your lifestyle then, like you just told us about your apple cider vinegar in the morning. Yeah, I love it. What else? It's like have, you, have you got any other like strange, strange little potions up I your do. sleeve you can tell us about? Or like, you know, a typical day for you, what does it look like? What are you eating? Because I know you do, like, another thing is, you know, you travel so much, always on and off yeah. a plane. How do you cope with that pressure on your body? Because I know for me personally, flying makes me feel so, so ill. Yeah, so bad. And I cannot cope with it. But some people, they just, they get on and off a plane and they're fine. Yeah, so I think just being prepared meal-wise. Yeah. Like, 
if I'm packing, I'll have half of my suitcase filled with Robite bars, mm. um, oat cakes I love, rice cakes I absolutely love, um, oat uh, meal packs that I can just put pour hot water in. Yeah. So those little things like they really help because you're if you're in an unhealthy environment or like I was just in Greece on an island, mm. they're not that in touch with you know really org. I mean everything is fresh, but yeah. it's not necessarily healthy. It's all stewed up and you know yeah. with multiple. It's very you know there's a lot of calories in everything they do. So you know I have like my bars or I have like I try also. Um, I don't, every day is kind of different for me, but I try mixing carbs. I have protein every meal. Mm -hmm. I don't, I choose not to snack. Mm -hmm. So I have three meals a day. God, that's so disciplined. I wish yeah, I could I'm do really that. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. I have protein every, every meal. And then I'll either have a protein with a carb or a protein with a veggie or a fruit. Yeah. So you're sort of food combining. So it's, I think that has a lot to do. And I have a very sensitive uh, stomach and yeah. I can be, get bloated very easily. Yeah. Um, and that's really helped with my digestion. So what's like, what did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning I had, oh, so I made this really new thing. So it's, uh, I love doing it. I had just a oatmeal just a pack. Feet, so you know, listeners, Elle's face literally just lit up. When yeah, she said, I love food. <laughs> Let's I'm talk obsessed. about it. <laughs> and I go to bed going, what am I going to have me for breakfast? Me too, that is because me. Because I, I literally, like all I have is three meals so it makes you enjoy the food more if you're eating all day which i used to do yeah you don't enjoy food you're just snacking and it's emotional some most of the time yeah, so you yeah, know yeah. just stop it just have three meals a day and you'll be fine so anyways i had oatmeal an oatmeal pack um poured hot water in and then i mixed it in with this uh, mary uh, protein muscle mary protein okay which is insane it's vegan it's plant-based it's really mm -hmm. great um and i had the vanilla flavor like a, a teaspoon of it mixed it in and then put it in the fridge and then i added some prune um puree to mm -hmm. it and it literally tastes like cake really and it was amazing yeah so like overnight oats but you made it they're all like overnight go. oats but i just put them in the fridge for 45 minutes yeah yeah while i'm like showering wow so you got up pretty early to do that then. Early, yeah and then early. what are you gonna have for lunch today so i am I'm so traveling. impressed that you don't snack I think no, that's I used my to, issue. when I met you, when you met me, I, my food mm. was not good. Like I used to snack all the time, yeah. but it was, it was very much emotional eating. Yeah. Like I'm an emotional eater. Yeah. And you know, there's two steps. You emotionally eat, you, no, three steps. You emotionally eat, you're aware of it, and then you take action. I've started taking action. Okay. It was about time. <laughs> I'm on the second phase. <laughs> I am very aware that I, I'm going for that peanut butter with a spoon. No, but you're fine. I mean, Do you know what I find the hardest though is that because I cook our evening meal every night, bola. I'll get in, I'll get, huh? Bola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is a lucky man. Oh, yeah, very um, lucky. Hey, Nick, if you listen to this, yeah. you've got a big, 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 big lucky star over your head. <laughs> <laughs> but I find it very hard not to snack as I'm cooking. Oh. So like you're chopping the veg and like you have a bit and then you no I, I just but it's although it's dinner time so you're fine also you don't want him to be poisoned so you know you got to taste no the but food. I am most of the time like I've eaten like a, a, the amount of a small meal before we actually sit down to have the meal <laughs> no but I've always known like if I, I honestly when I think of you I think of um, nutrition, sea press, and snacking. Oh God! <laughs> Mainly I toast gonna, with almond butter. I thought you were going to say nutrition, sea press, and nut butter. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, nut butter is like your main snack on toast. I think it's because I am so healthy. It's like the one thing that I have that feels to me like a bit of a treat. Do you know what it I'm does feel like it is with a at the treat, moment? It feels like cake after dinner. And I wish I was the kind of person that could finish a meal and not have like anything else. Yeah. But after dinner at the moment, I am obsessed with having. Just one, sometimes more, but hopefully just one um, medjool date that I stuff with a bit of peanut butter. Oh, you bad girl. <laughs> you very bad girl. You have a date with peanut butter. Oh, my God. God. I used to have like Listeners, four do you hate me? As a snack. Um, yeah. Some people are probably having like Skittles like right now listening to this and they're like, oh my God. I, I am, a, I am that life. person that you feel free to hate me. Just no, feel free to hate me. fine. <laughs> Dates are very, whatever feels right. To me, I know because I'm emotionally eating the whole time. It's important for me to enjoy my food and mm. separate it into three different sections to take time to digest. Yeah. If you're like Grace and you literally like, I mean, you the way you look is not always the way you feel, right? So yeah. you've always looked incredible to me, but you've always said to me, oh, now I need to cut back a little bit. I feel bloated or I feel like it's not really working with my body too much. So you have to just really be in tune. Yeah. But but today, for example, I'm going to uh, Edinburgh. 
so I'm going to be on a plane during lunchtime. So I'm packing two raw bite uh, bars, which are so great. I love them so much. And a banana. And that'll fill me up for lunch. Yeah. And then for dinner, I'll probably have something heavier. Yeah. Like pasta or... I'll be Yum. with Jamie, so it'll probably fried food and <gasps> what are you doing in edinburgh so i'm is going it still the fest- it's not it's edinburgh a festival. festival yeah it is <gasps> incredible uh, oh wait is this his podcast yeah his private podcast tour is amazing starting, has started so i'm going to the third show he didn't want me to come to the first one because he was too nervous how's it been going really well the response i mean yesterday was the first show and the response was incredible that's so good yeah i'm and super proud of him and in- francis they've worked really hard francis hilarious hilarious literally makes me pee my pants yeah <laughs> so good no i've listened to a couple of episodes it is very very yeah, funny it is great i think it's nice because people just want to know about other people's lives and like it's such a great concept private parts like just, just, talk, just talk about everything yeah it's really nice to have them no filter yeah. just them okay so i want to wrap things up no i like this yeah it's so fun chatting to you <laughs> you do <laughs> it's really good when you get to work with your friends yes um okay come on Chocolate or nut butter? Nut butter. Really? Nut butter. Peanut butter and jelly? I mean, can you beat that? When you say jelly, do you mean jam? Jelly. It's like actual jelly. No, you mean jam, but I mean jelly. What? Raspberry jam. But wait, sorry, I'm still very confused. Do you mean jam or jelly? <laughs> I mean your version jelly- of jam. <laughs> you mean jam? Yeah, I mean your version of jelly jam. Jelly is the dessert that you wobble around and it no, goes... No, not Lola. in America. It's called peanut butter and jelly, but it's jam. But you're not American, you're French. I'm half American. Are you? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh we should have started with this. You should be the value. Who's American? So your dad's my American. My father is American. And he has a very American accent. <laughs> yeah. Is that why your accent is a bit odd? Yeah. No offense. <laughs> no, it's true. I'll take it. I just like, I'm not sure if you do sound French, but you also like, there's something going on here. <laughs> there's a weird little, little twist. Yeah. That's my dad. A weird twist. That's Robert. Yeah. Ro- Robert. <laughs> Robert. Where's he from in America? Robert's from Rochester, New York. York. Amazing. I'm putting on an accent right now. This Should is not my accent. Like, my Australian accent is so Australian? good. Really? I can speak um like I'm from New York. New York. My my oh Boston. Okay, my from name's now Jordan. on you speak in that accent and I'll be Boston. Aussie. All right. Okay, so Eloise, I've just got a few more questions oh, for you. Yeah. Um God, I've got to think of them on the spot. This is so hard. <laughs> okay, so what is one thing that you would do again if you could in your life? I'm changing my accent. I'm doing French instead. Okay. Yeah, go on. I'll one go thing I do with my, my life. Middle class English accent. No, no, I'm going to do a French accent. Oh, okay. So you speak what to me. What is one thing in your life that you would do again if you could? If you were going to repeat anything, if what I was going to repeat anything, it would probably be... But you know, uh, my French accent is very good too. Uh, yeah, you're very good. Maybe we speak like bah oui. French. <laughs> bah oui, darling. Uh, one thing I would do again... Uh, pff, they always make noises. Uh, <laughs> um, one thing I would do again is go back to Tulum. Really? I'm going to go really? back to my normal accent. <laughs> okay. Uh, I went to Tulum last year. I had gone through a very tough breakup. And I didn't realize... I wanted to ask you about this and then I got so sidetracked. Mm. Earlier, you said that you are really passionate about helping people through breakups. Yeah. And that comes from personal experience? Absolutely. And Tulum helped me a lot. How did it help you? Was, so it, the, was it the guacamole? Re- it's just pure, massively. <laughs> God, I love the guacamole. All um, hail the avocado. <laughs> I think the... I didn't know how spiritual it actually was. Really? And I mean, I've got no idea. Had, I mean, I was surrounded by, you know, all kinds of crystals the ocean just made me smile. I've never yeah. had that kind of reaction. I had all these sorts of massages where they massage your whole abdomen. Yeah. And um, basically you're meant to scream out any anger or pain you're feeling as they massage it. Kid you not, you wake up from it and you feel like you're all cleansed. Wow. Um, so it's kind of like an en- energy healer. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I had, I was in a lot of pain. I went a week to Tulum and my I just bounced back. Wow. Right back. Yeah. I, do I also f- realized he was a loser and I needed to find better in my life. Yeah. I do find the ocean and just any water in general very, very healing. Yeah. And actually, one thing that's really interesting in, um, you know, like the chakras and stuff and like Love. chakra healing and all this yeah, crystal yeah, yeah. stuff. 
the one thing that heals the sacral chakra is like immersing yourself in water as often really? as possible, whether that's taking a bath or a long shower or being able to jump into the ocean. It's one of the reasons I have a paddling pool in my garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you cleanse your chakras. <laughs> yeah. The I just, middle of the no, day. <laughs> I just find it really, I just find especially cold water, I find it so powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it had some kind of effect. Yeah. Okay, so, so I would do that again. We know that El would go back to Tulum. Um, to, just for the experience, I would go through that spiritual experience again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And one thing you could change if you could. So could not a lot anything. of people know that. But at the same time, I wouldn't change it because I have a guardian angel. But I lost my brother. We're now going into the deep little. Aww. I lost my brother when he was 16 years old and I was about nine, 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, his name was Stefano and he died in a really bad accident. It was very tragic. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank Terrible. you. I mean, it is what it is. And um, it's very sad. And he, um, it, I would change that because I would have, yeah. I would have loved course. to know what yeah. he thinks. I would have loved, I would have loved to avoid the pain it caused my father who still, you know, can't really speak about it. And yeah. I would have loved to avoid that. The same time, some things have happened in my life that, you know, I know he has a lot to do with. Yeah. And he really is a guardian angel. So yeah. I probably would have changed. I would have liked to change it if I had to. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you are living with that grief in such a positive way now. And like, I just want to make as- him proud. Yeah. And I, this is why I don't want to waste my time with, you know, reality shows or things that, yeah. you know, last five minutes. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I want to live for him as well. And to make, you know, what would he do? He yeah. just move forward and keep going because he was a fighter. He was, yeah. he was great. He was amazing. Um, so yeah, great role model. Amazing answer. Thank you. Okay. And then just one lighthearted question to finish (laughs) up. Let's get those smiles back on. Um, what's your favorite food? Absolutely favorite, favorite thing you could not live with. Like the one thing you couldn't live without. French fries or pasta? (laughs) From the girl that's studying nutrition. I love it. Literally. Pasta. Balance, guys. So good. Pasta. Hashtag balance. Hashtag balance. Equilibre in French. Yeah. Is that a hashtag on, on Instagram? I don't know. I'm going to make it one. Hashtag equilibrium. <laughs> um, you know, also, being healthy the whole time makes pasta and french fries taste even better yeah. when you can have them. Totally. Definitely pasta and french fries. I think I'm probably going to have pasta tonight. Amazing. Yeah. High five. High five to pasta. <laughs> We are done, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And thank you, Elle, for coming in. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I can't wait to listen to more episodes. Yay. Okay. Done. Done. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this episode with Elle. I really hope you enjoyed it and found it as useful and inspirational as I did. As ever, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it and leave a review as well because the reviews are what really helps to get the podcast into more people's ears. I will see you here same time, same place next week. Bye.